Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to Late Night Reds Talk, the live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Network, presented as always by Bet Online. The show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and the podcast version is always up the next morning. If you're watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. It really helps us to continue to grow the show. Uh, before we get started, let's have my co-host Nick Kirby tell you about our partner, Bet Online, who has the Bengals as seven-point favorites at home on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline is where the game starts. Perfect. So if you keep up with us on a regular basis, we did have a schedule change this week to go Friday night because of the rain out earlier in the week on the World Series. Uh, So, Nick, we are kind of in the middle of a pretty wild World Series. I know my amount of games that I predicted is already out the window, but still have a chance for who I predicted to win it uh, with picking Houston. Our guy Mo Egger being the lone Phillies prediction still a lot. looked pretty good there after that uh, seven home run performance, though, then uh what is a strange series? You know, you have like a seven home run game by the Phillies the next night, a no hitter. And then last night you have a really, really competitive game. I thought for sure they were going to make a run at it in the fifth when Bryce Harper hits the double. Um, and then it's just so wild that like we're at this point now where we feel like we've seen everything in this series and we still have at most two games left. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the games haven't really gone according to to script. Uh, you know, you've seen some some good pitchers like like Verlander game one get shelled, um, and, and then the the game the Phillies were you know having to piece together they 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 pitched well. The Astros throw a no hitter, uh, just you know another random piece of the series. So yeah, it's been interesting. Um, man, I wish the Phillies could have won one more uh, to have the three two lead going into Houston regardless of who you're rooting for, I think that gives you a much better chance of, of the series going seven. Uh, but I mean, I don't think the Phillies are necessarily in a terrible spot. I mean, they got Zach yeah. Wheeler. Uh, depends how, where he's at. I, I know there's, there's been some concerns about him, uh, you know, possibly with some fatigue. Maybe that's why they, they've, you know, not really pushed him in this world series. Uh, but I mean, look, you got Zach Wheeler going, uh, a guy that is a legit Cy Young candidate, uh, you know, you, you win that game, you're in a game seven, and anything can happen. Astros lost a game seven at home in the World Series in 2019. So, uh, That's true. They lost six, they lost game six and seven because, uh, the road team won every game in that series. Just, just That's so. right. That did happen. 
Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it's still possible. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see, see tomorrow, but, um, yeah, just, you know, the, both lineups just don't feel very deep right now. It feels very, you know, like there's three or four guys that can do damage and Phillies, man, after Harper, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's tough sailing. Yeah. I'm noticing that too. Like it's on Houston's end, like after like Pena and Bregman, it's super like, and you know, I know Giriel was hitting 347 in the postseason, but it is kind of like a little a big drop off from there. Harper's been outstanding. Uh, he's just been super good. Do you kind of find it? I don't want to say full circle here, and um, but the fact that in 2010 Roy Halladay pitches a no hitter as a Philly against the Reds in Game One of the NLDS, and then 12 years later, Dusty Baker is the manager of an Astros team that throws a no hitter against the Phillies in the World Series. Yeah, quite a. I will say it was you know a great accomplishment. Obviously, it's only the second time it's ever happened in the World Series, but. There is such a big difference in today's game in a combined no hitter and uh, yeah. you know like what like what Roy Holiday did to crush our our, our hearts. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's these pitchers are so good these days, and, and you know when you're getting six one one and one, you know, I feel like that's a, a much different you know level. Again, they they, they still came out, they, they they still had to you know each guy had to do their job, but it is kind of on a, a little bit of a different scale for me but yeah what a wild series I mean, dusty baker one win away again from winning a world series um I, i've shared my thoughts on kind of where i'm at with dusty you know if he wins good for him i'm not gonna no, yeah i'm not gonna be mad uh, if he loses me eh, i'm not gonna be mad either so you know kind of is what it is at this point I'm the same way. Um, I do kind of know that history has a tendency to repeat itself. So the fact that he is uh, coaching in a, in a potential clinching game is really frightening uh, for Astros fans. I have a lot of friends who are Astro fans. So like, guys, I've been here before when it's like, all you need is one more win and he's your manager. And so best of luck. Um, but I do feel pretty good about them tomorrow um, at home with a chance to win it. You know, the crowd's going to be awesome. Uh, the crowd in both both stadiums has been fantastic. I think they've just been awesome. Yeah, yeah, that Phillies crowd, man, it's been it's been electric. That's just an awesome atmosphere, and uh, you know, good for baseball. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been an entertaining series. It's you know, it, it even the games that have haven't been like um, necessarily down to the wire or have a lot of lead changes or anything. They, they've been interesting. I feel like every game has been very interesting in its own for whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I know there's been some world series in recent memory where I don't know, the games just kind of all flow together and like there was yeah. some cool moments, but you know, it kind of was, I, I feel like this has been a compelling series really from start to finish. So good for both of these teams for, for delivering that for baseball. Yeah, I agree, man. I definitely agree, but let's talk some red stuff here. Oh uh, yeah. First off, how cool is it that we have people hanging with us on a Friday night? Like you could be doing anything in the world, but you're like, I want to hang out with my guys, Tim and Nick. I wish Carlos was here with us to hang with us as well, but he's doing his thing tonight. So I, you know, I, I appreciate everyone hanging out with us. This is really cool. Um, let's talk about our guy, Ellie De La Cruz. Shall we? Yeah. Decent player. Yeah. feels like uh, he's got some upside to him. Just, just a tad. Yeah. So, Ellie De La Cruz in the, the Dominican Professional League threw 45 at-bats, 
has a OPS over a thousand, has stolen five bases, is getting comps to Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, I would say that that's a pretty good player to be compared to, controversy aside. And um, it's look like uh, looks like he might have a little a little possibility to have be a star here uh, in the future, uh, maybe for this ball club. Yeah, I mean the the I tweeted out the other night the entire storyline really for the Reds next season <laughs> is when does this guy get called up? I mean that's you know even even you look back to like 2008 like that storyline was when is Jay Bruce going to call it up and that was yeah pretty much the whole season and Jay Bruce didn't even end up becoming the best player on that team by a long shot had a nice career good career um, I, I think uh, I think if anyone says he had a disappointing career it's kind of being silly but nonetheless I mean that was the story of the year and he wasn't even the long-term story for the Reds. So that's, yeah, it's just, when is he getting called up? Uh, and I, I, I think he's getting called up next year, unless, you know, he just has a really brutal start to the year. God forbid there's an injury or something like that, but uh, he's coming quick. Do you see a circumstance? And I'm just going to throw this no, out there. So. No. <laughs> okay. All right. You knew where I was going. So, I, I don't see any way they're putting him on the opening day roster. Um, That's there's exactly a, where I was going. a million reasons. Um, I mean, the guy's never played in Triple A. It, it, it seems Jonathan like India. yeah, but Jonathan he was also kind of in a weird spot where you know coming off COVID, the COVID season and, and true he was he yeah. was a college player you know a little bit more um, I, I guess you know polished or whatever and. Um, with all due respect to Jonathan India, who I love, who's a really good player. Uh, Jonathan India doesn't have the ceiling like Ellie De La Cruz has, especially nope. before he was called up. So the one thing the Reds have to get it right with him. You can't screw this up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what the right time is. I, I don't, it, it's, you know, there's a lot of different uh, angles you could go with this. And I think there's a lot of valid reasons for, you know, pushing him really hard or not. Uh, but this is a guy that has a potential to be a franchise changing player, a, a generational talent. Will he be? I, I don't know, but um, I was talking with someone the other day on this uh, uh, prospect with a higher ceiling since they did the cruise. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, Jay Bruce was like the top overall prospect in baseball, but he played right field. Right. Ellie the cruise plays shortstop. You know, if if Ellie De La Cruz hits the same as Jay Bruce, Ellie De La Cruz is immensely more valuable just because of the position he plays and and his speed. You know, he can also maybe steal fifty bases in the big league. So I was like, man, I don't know, maybe Eric Davis. Like, it, it's it's a it's I don't know. It's been a long way, but yeah, I mean, I was saying I think, uh, you're saying within our within the Reds organization within right? the Reds organization. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, sure for sure. I mean, you yeah, I mean. Bryce Harper, yeah. I mean, even like a guy like Julio Rodriguez, you know, last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's, but yeah, in the Reds organization, uh, a guy with this high of a ceiling. I don't know, maybe since Eric Davis, but I, I probably yeah. would, I probably would say it, it, my best guess right now. And you know, there's got to be like a whole like psychology angle on this that I don't know. You know, they got to evaluate that aspect of it to the best of their ability, but, um. I don't know right now. I mean, I feel like if all goes well, I'd I'd have him up in mid May. That would be kind of mid May, maybe you know, beginning of June. That's kind of where I would be targeting to kind of give him, you know, a chance to really get his, his feet wet in AAA. Um, assuming he's dominating there, 
then that that would probably be um, where I'm at. But there's a lot of factors to this, so I don't want to just you know pigeonhole it into saying this is the right way to do it because that's right. Silly. Yeah, specifically uh, if they're gonna call when they do call them up, just make sure it's a home series. You know, if it's to be, I don't care if it's a weekend or not. Just you know, have his first at bat at GABP for us, okay? Reds fans, Reds, we've earned this. We deserve this, okay? All right. Let's talk about some other prospects here. Uh, Noel Marte and Reese Hines selected for the Arizona Fall League All-Star Game. Obviously a really cool honor for these guys. Uh, Reese Hines is a guy we've read quite a bit about over the last few years uh, as far as being a big power bat. And then Noel Marte coming over in the uh, Luis Castillo trade was, you know, kind of, one of the guy, one of the bigger, actually the biggest prospect in that trade, I should say. Let's be fair here. Uh, really cool for these guys. Obviously, a lot of promising news coming out of the off season from the Reds prospects who are playing ball right now. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of reasons for excitement with these guys, and uh, yeah, really excited for this game on Sunday. Uh, I don't want to root for the Astros to win tomorrow, but I read today if the Astros win tomorrow. This game is at four o'clock televised on the MLB network. But if they lose and there's a game seven, it's only going to be on MLB.com um, because MLB network is going to uh, uh, obviously want world series game seven pregame coverage. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, either way, I'll be watching this for sure. Locked in. Uh, can't wait to see, you know, Marte and some sort of full high definition playing baseball and not this like, you know, tiny camera in the Arizona Fall League where you get like half the ball flight. Uh, so excited, excited for a real broadcast with Marte for sure. And Hines has uh, definitely opened some eyes. So uh, excited to see him as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really going to be a lot of fun for them. So pretty cool to see that there. Um, should we talk about the Alexis Diaz conversation that came around? Yeah. I, yeah, I got a very unpopular opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the Mets uh, at the trade deadline tried to make a move for Alexis Diaz to tatter, to team him up with his brother Edwin Diaz. Genius marketing. The Mets going to make so much money on T-shirts of the of the Diaz connection. Uh, but uh, Andy Martino, the MLB insider, made the news that they should make another run at him. And so, what are your kind of your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I mean, obviously everything's always dependent on what the return is. So like, you know, if the Mets are offering a mediocre prospect for Alexis Diaz, then no, you hang up the phone and say, you know, no chance, but, uh, where the Reds are, I mean, we don't expect the Reds to be a bona fide contender next year. You know, I, I always think when you're in that spot, if you have a reliever that you can, uh, Get substantial value of you got to capitalize on. I mean, I think Alexis Diaz is 27 years old. Um, you know, he has a chance to be an absolutely elite. He'll be 27 next year, absolutely elite reliever. But he's also only proven one year, and some of his peripheral numbers say, you know, maybe he's due for a little bit of regression. Still a good pitcher, but uh, I mean, even even his brother Edwin Diaz. I think people forget Edwin Diaz was awful a couple years ago. Like he, he kind of went through like, you know, the whole reliever, you know, volatile where he was like booed when he came out and now he's, you know, the hottest pitcher in baseball. But 
and relievers, they're just, they're, they're, they can be so fickle. And if you have a chance to, you know, get one of the Mets top prospects back for a reliever, I think this is where you cash in. I think you always, you always got to be looking to sell high. And I get Reds fans. I, I get that that would be a tough sell. And that's, you know, um, feeding into the narrative that's been created by uh, some folks out there. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm just for whatever move makes the franchise better. You know, if that's keeping them awesome, if it's, you can get a package for them. Great. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a terrible idea to like have the conversation. Uh, You should always be looking to improve your team. I think that's the the, the point we've made throughout the year on everybody on Luis Castillo on Jesse Winker. Uh, Yeah. You know, obviously I want the Reds to be good. I want them to have the best players they can have. But if this is a move that's better for the franchise and, you know, look at the one thing we just kind of talked about just now um, with Noel V. Marte, we're not having that conversation without these trades. So I think they're on a good track of what they're, what they're acquiring from this. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but look at like TJ Antone, a guy that, man, could you imagine if someone told us at the beginning of 2019, ooh, the Richard probably looked at trade him at his highest value. Well, yeah, blows out his arm. He's out two years, and yeah, it's just man, relievers. It's just such a such a crapshoot how how long they can be effective. Uh, so, I, I definitely think the Reds should should continue to entertain offers, whether that makes people mad or not. I I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean the whole like I'm just not going to buy tickets anymore. Like, okay, like it's fine. We're not telling you to. What you do with your money is your business. But I get I mean, it, you know. I mean, really, and what? Sorry, one last, one last, like kind of thing on this is is really the Reds should be looking at players. What's their value in twenty twenty four? That's so. What is Alexis Diaz's value in twenty twenty four when he's going to be his age twenty eight season and, and beyond? I, I don't know. That, that's where you kind of have to project it out and uh, you know be looking to to uh capitalize so yeah i agree um so let's see what happens man uh it's very possible this deal could be something that goes through here um look real, you know now that go ahead oh it's it real quick uh sydney asked about aquino uh playing winter ball uh did have two home runs in a game this week but that's been a, about the entire production for mr aquino he's had a pretty rough time so uh Interesting decision here in the uh, uh, upcoming days on Aquino. Interested to see what the Reds do. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea. I don't either. Yeah. I know he was like, he had that homer the other day, but wasn't he like, had like an OPS of like 560 there for a hot minute or something? He, that had, he, had, he had two home runs and like back to back at bats the other night. Uh, and that's it. Like that's his like entire extra base hits. I think his, his OPS went from like 400 to 600. That, that's Aquino. <laughs> You know, OPS is like, you know, three, four hundred. Oh, well, all of a sudden it's six, seven hundred. <laughs> nice. Um, well, you know, man, one of the cool things with the world kind of somewhat, I don't know if it ever will get back to normal per se, is uh, we are getting some things that we love as Reds fans back. And one of those is Reds Fest coming back first week of December, uh, December 2nd and 3rd. And we are starting to get some confirmations of people who will be in attendance as far as major leaguers, alumni, and et cetera. Uh, so you see so far, Joey Votto is confirmed to be there. Um, 
you had all the bro- the broadcast team hanging out, including our good friends John Sadak, Andy Sabo, Chris Welsh. Cool to see them going to be hanging out, and a good amount of minor leaguers that you can be excited about: the Andrew Abbas, the Jay Allen's, Edwin Arroyo, Cam Collier. You can see the list here. Uh, but Reds Fest is coming back. I know we're going to try to at least at the minimum go hang out and see everybody. So if you're there and you see us walking around, come say hi. But uh, I'm stoked for this, man. I'm glad to see it's back. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a long time. And Reds Fest is a lot of fun. I'm hoping to get to take my kids at least for a little bit, you know, get them to experience a little bit of it. And man, that's a lot of really good minor leaguers and um, I don't know, maybe it's the same amount as before, but maybe just kind of now where, where we're at, I, I kind of know the names a little bit more, but uh, that's exciting. I'm sure the Reds will have a lot more major league players announced as it gets closer. Uh, after we get past the non-tender deadline, there might be some announcements then, uh, but you know, you don't want to be announced. You don't want to be announcing anyone and then have to be taking their name off. So I'm sure that's why there's uh uh, just a Joey Votto, who's the only player that really probably is absolutely safe on the roster at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we talked about this about a month or so ago, but Billy Hamilton was non-tendered the first day of Reds Fest. And yeah. I don't think they want to go through that again. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be some more names, but yeah, I mean, that's cool. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm coming down for Reds Fest instead of coming down for Thanksgiving. So <laughs> there you go. Um, you didn't have a slide for this, but I wanted to kind of point out. So they're starting to do the ticket packages and putting everything together, announcing promotions uh, for the upcoming season. So I guess the pick six package this year where you get like an exclusive bobblehead. Did you see it's Hunter Green? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looks it's like cool. A, it's like a big one, too, isn't it? It's like a, a, yeah. a bigger size one or whatever. So. Yeah, there'll be some. I know you're a big. There's gonna be some. You're a big bobblehead guy, so yeah, there's gonna be some really fun bobbleheads. I think coming up. Hopefully, Jake Fraley gets a bobblehead. He'd have a. He'd be a fun guy to have a bobblehead. Uh, if Johnny Aquino, Bench if, is getting a Funko. If Aquino makes it another year, he'd be. I feel like Aquino deserves a bobblehead, like you know, like in the William Opeña spirit of bobbleheads. Shogo Akiyama got a bobblehead. Let's yeah, if Shogo got, got it, it on. Yeah, yeah. If Shogo got it, it got a bobblehead. National League Player of the Month in August 2019 deserves a bobblehead. Come on now, let's go. Yeah, I'm excited for the Johnny Bench Funko Pop giveaway. That's a cool thing. I like that. I got the Eric Davis one. Uh, okay. so that's one of my my favorites. Um, yeah, there's a re- uh, city pointed out they're getting there's gonna be a hundred green replica jersey giveaway one game this year. Nice. That's pretty cool. So, um, I'm sure that that's you know, the, the angry fans saying like, this is just PR to get people to come to the stadium. Well, no shit, but you know, come have fun. Yeah. They didn't do any promotions in like 2012. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right? like yeah. 17 bobbleheads. They had a whole like series of bobbleheads. And one of the years, the Reds won the division. Like I had like, them all. Yeah. I, I got it somewhere back there. Though like, Their heads are kind of tilted now, but they had a good run. Oh, so they announced Chase High Camp Point. They announced Nicola Dolo and Jonathan India. So, there you go. Awesome. We gotta, that means that T. Steve's probably also coming, right? I would hope so. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, because you got me the Joey Votto Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty cool is, one. Yeah, big fan of that one. My Star Wars lightsaber hanging out right here. Old Tim. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my wife already hates it 
I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so let's get an update real quick on the calendar of what's coming up this offseason. Um, so the deadline to move guys from 60 days IL to the active rosters passed by. Uh, free agency begins next week on uh, Thursday. So we can start seeing those conversations pop up. Uh, November 15th, again, that's when the 40-man rosters are finalized. The 18th is the non-tender deadline, which reads of multiple guys there in that conversation. And then uh, winter meetings, December 4th through 11th. And then, of course, December 6th, the draft lottery, which you can check out our live reaction to everything that happens there. I'm so excited for this offseason. I'm so excited for a lottery. So, you know, every year as a Bulls fan, except for like 2009, the lottery has not been good for me. So let's have it be good this year for me. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sydney, very much. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's not the night of the shootout, is it? The draft no. lottery. Okay. Shootout is December 10th. Okay. All right. All right. Is yeah. that, is that Reds Fest? I'm, I'm losing it now. Nope. Week after Reds Fest. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. That'd be kind of cool if it was during Reds Fest. Like they put it up on the big board. <laughs> That like could be cut. cool and really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that week, Xavier is home that Saturday. Uh, that's the West Virginia game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Bob Huggins return to Cincinnati game. What a day. What a day for Cincinnati. Yeah. That's going to be fun. NKU's home that night, too. Oh, we got Reds news apparently on a Friday night. Oh, Sydney, breaking news. Nick Howard with the Reds for the, the third time now? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just let me know when Nick Chaviasso is back. <laughs> Get the band back together. Let's do it. Blandino. Yeah. Blandino. <laughs> he, he was Release second pitcher slash second, middle infielder. Second round pick, Alex Blandino. Was he a, was he a first compensation? Yeah, no, I think yeah, he might have been first compensation. He was up there. Yeah, something like that. Man. Whew. Let's just go then. That could be an episode in and of itself, just going through all those drafts. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna have yeah. some action here. You know, we're in the next ten really, I mean the next uh what fourteen days up until the non tender deadline, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting uh to see kind of w- which players stick with the Reds. Um Reds have some guys that are tradable uh, on on this non tender. It's not necessarily guys that are, um, you know, just how do you keep them or do you dump them. Uh, like a guy like Kyle Farmer, uh, Luis Sessa, um, Nixon Zell. These are just some guys with some some potential trade value. Not a ton. I don't think any of those guys are going to get anything massive in return for. But I think they are pieces that other teams might like. So. Uh, could be a lot of a lot of action coming up, so I'm I'm definitely excited about them. I'm so excited for a normal off season. I'm so excited not to have to read about the freaking lockout every day. Uh, I know that in itself was going to make this off season so much no better. COVID off season, no yeah lockout. Yeah, um, you know we've already lost like 19 catchers, so gonna have to be looking for that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. And, you know I. Also, I think we've said it before, but I think it's kind of a a, a a clean slate in a in a in a way for the Reds, where the expectations wise, where it's not as there's not as much expectations coming into this off season. Um, so yeah, you know when the Reds are inactive, 
I think most rational fans aren't going to be, you know, losing it every day. And um, I, I think in, in that sense, I think it's going to be a little more, you know, interesting and, uh, you know, just kind of following this along. Yeah, I agree. Well, I got to give an update real quick on the schedule. As you know, we've been working around the series. So uh, somewhat normal next week. Uh, you see, we're back to our regular Wednesday night, November 9th, uh, day after Election Day. Weekend Veterans Day week coming up. So come hang out with us Wednesday at 9. We'll have uh, our recap of the World Series conversation and also whatever Reds do breaks between now and then that we can check out. So uh, anything you want to touch on before we roll through this one? Just make it a quick Friday night episode. No, I'm good. Just excited to uh, watch the uh, last two games here, the World Series. Excited to get the excited to get the offseason rolling. See what what kind of happens here with some of these guys, and have some some Reds news. Always always just fun to have some Reds news and uh, go with that. And uh, we are as, as always presented by by Bet Online. You mentioned election night. Did you know that on Bet Online you can uh, bet on some of the election candidates? So if you are inclined on that, that could be a uh, a fun, wild way to spend your Tuesday night. So, promo code BELIEVE. Yeah, B-L-E-A-V. I did not know that, actually. Uh, I won't be doing that, because you never know. But, yeah. Well, you never know in sports, <laughs> either. I mean, <laughs> That's true. You're, uh, you're, the Lakers are really killing your, your bets of late, so. Yeah, I'd have a phenomenal week if it wasn't for the stinking Lakers. Yeah, they're, like, winning basketball games this week, so I'm really sorry. Um Hopefully you didn't bet. Hopefully you got your jazz bet tonight. That's been doing well for you going against nope. the Lakers. No, nope. stayed away. Nope. Stayed nope. away. Tonight I had the show. I'm going to go watch a little TV with the wife after this. I was like, Nope, I'm staying away from the betting today, but we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow with the world series. So yeah. there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out with us tonight. We definitely appreciate you spending some of your Friday with us. Uh, as always, please take a moment to give a subscription to our, the YouTube channel. It goes such a long way for us as we try to beat the algorithm. Also, whatever podcast uh, you use, uh, app you use, please give us take a second to give us a five star review. And once again, as always, latenightreds.birchmake.com. Support the brand, helps us out quite a bit, so we can get some cool things out for you. We definitely appreciate everyone. Thank you for hanging out. Have a good Friday and have a good weekend.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.